Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> I'm so tired. I literally recorded a really great episode earlier today and I was on my laptop trying to upload it and I was like, why is only two minutes of the episode uploading? It was like a 45 minute long episode and for some reason, my laptop like didn't record it or something. I don't know. I'm so annoyed because it was actually a really good episode. And now I have to start all over again. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Um, I have a few side notes that I would like to discuss before getting into today's episode. Um, number one is going to be the fact that I don't give a fuck about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I couldn't give less of a fuck, you guys, but for some reason, every single social media platform that I've been on today and the past few days have just been really pushing the Ben Affleck and J-Lo. I guess they got married, which I... I'm, honestly like nobody gives a fuck about to be honest like and it's just like on my twitter on my snapchat on my instagram on my tiktok it's like i cannot escape it honestly ben affleck is like a decent actor but he also just gives me major like perv slash asshole vibes like he he just looks like a big douche lord that can't keep a woman because he has anger issues and j-lo <laughs> i honestly have not heard a decent song from j-lo in maybe a decade and the one decent song that i did hear 10 years ago was literally a copy of an old hindi song so I don't give a fuck and I just like can't see him on my on my socials anymore. It's making me annoyed. But another thing that I would like to address is the fact that I didn't upload last week. Um I'm sorry. Like I just got really lazy and sometimes it's really difficult recording in my house when my whole family is home, but to make up for that, you guys are going to get two episodes this week. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> Thank you to my 20 listeners. <laughs> you guys are going to get two whole episodes this week. Um, I really appreciate you guys with all my heart, truly. So, yeah. Um, another thing that I wanted to address is... In my previous episode, um, I was listening to it back the other day and I kind of realized I sounded incredibly insensitive and even ignorant um, when I was talking about pronouns. All I meant to say was, you know, this is all still very new to people and Instead of getting upset and instead of getting mad at people for misusing your pronouns, um, I think it's important to be patient with people and inform them and don't take it too seriously if they do. And I was also coming from a spiritual standpoint 
by discussing the concept of detachment. Um, And that's all I was really saying. I was mostly just upset that I had an interaction with someone and they were really upset with me and triggered with me that I didn't remember Demi Lovato's pronouns. (laughs) I thought it was quite ridiculous because she's a celebrity. She clearly doesn't give a fuck about people with diabetes or celiac disease or have religious beliefs and they can't have certain types of things like the fact that she doesn't give a fuck about any of that but oh my god we have to respect her pronouns and and not call aliens aliens and we have to call them extraterrestrials or whatever it's just like it's just like weird Demi Lovato has kind of gone insane but anyways it was mostly my frustration with with the whole situation surrounding Demi Lovato and nothing against um using different pronouns and stuff like that I am a cisgendered woman I've I'm very comfortable with my uh identity and stuff like that so it was definitely a little ignorant for me to make comments because I don't know what it's like to experience um, your, I guess, like gender confusion. So I apologize for that. But now that that's out of the way or cleared up, I guess, um, let's get into today's episode. (laughs) So recently, and when I say recently, I'm talking about like the past eight months of my life. Um, I've been super stressed out about my future and more specifically my timeline and if things will work out or not and just like so many other things that come with being a 21 year old Um, and I usually don't stress about things that are within my control but I don't know I'm just feeling very burnt out on top of everything and I'm kind of like shutting down a little bit. Like I'm so stressed out and I have so many things to do and it's so overwhelming to the point where like I don't know where to start and then that just causes me to shut down. And especially in the past eight months, I feel like there's a little cloud following me around and raining on my goddamn parade. Like I feel like I'm a pretty productive person and I'm a pretty stress-free, happy person. But lately, I don't know, you guys, even this summer, like, I just feel like the overall vibe of this summer has been pretty bad. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, happy. I'm not, like, enjoying my life. I feel like, and I, I know there's a lot of things that I need to do in order to, I guess alleviate that that stress that's happening in my head but yeah I I I haven't been eating much I'm not taking care of myself I feel like a total mess right now <sighs> but I decided to get my shit together before I turned 21 um I I'm not going to get into this in another episode, so I'm just going to talk about it right now. Um, I experience birthday depression, and I've been experiencing birthday depression for as long as I can remember. And it's not necessarily, I'm not like sad the whole day on my birthday, but there's like little waves um, 
of like intense depression on my birthday and it's and when I say depression like I don't even know if I'm using the term correctly I'll just be hanging out and this wave of every single negative emotion I've ever experienced in my life is like washing over me and I typically freak out like six months before my birthday and this year I decided to change and take action immediately rather than waiting up until the last six months and then because I'm so stressed out and because in my head I'm like oh my god I have to get a job I have to work out I have to do all these things and accomplish all these things before my birthday I'm so stressed out that I almost like shut down a little bit but recently in June I wrote down a really in-depth three-month plan and you know a lot of it is actually working out I think I need to like put that in-depth six-month plan like out in the open so I can stare at it every day but like honestly I feel like I have accomplished a good amount of things on my three-month plan so far and I'm getting to a place where I want to be but in the past like few weeks I kind of just lost myself again and I had a revelation you guys I realized that my birthday depression is centered around the fact that I'm getting older and I haven't really accomplished anything that I am proud of does that make sense like I'm just feeling like the sixth month panic attack that I have before my birthday is basically me not doing shit for six months and then it's November all of a sudden I'm like oh my god like six months until my birthday like I have to accomplish all these things so yeah I'm just a mess but recently I had a full-on mental breakdown so I'm going to talk about the mental breakdown that I had in March of this year and the changes that I made in rewiring my brain I guess um so I guess my stress started in December okay and at this point I was jobless I was without internship and I was uh freaking out because I just thought my job was going to work out or you know I had some stuff happening and I thought they were gonna work out but they didn't and so I started freaking out about money because I just saw the money draining out of my bank account and I also was feeling very under accomplished at this time um this is December of 2021 by the way you guys and I feel like I was just bottling up a lot of my stress um and kind of just things that bothered me I remember I went to a family like Christmas party in December and I ran into two of my childhood friends and one of them goes to Berkeley and one of them goes to UCLA and 
they were both like asking each other like how what's going on in their lives how it's going what internships they're doing and all this stuff and no one bothered to really ask me what I was doing with my life and that really rubbed me the wrong way honestly like I was like that's like a really dick move you guys like I don't know I was really offended by that and then fast forward um, my sister has an amazing company. It's called Stacks. It's going to be uh, launched soon, you guys. So stay tuned. I'm so proud of her, honestly. Like, I love to rag about my sister. Like, she's the most amazing person ever. Um, however, around this time, I was noticing that people were like finding out about her company and people were kind of looking over at me in this in the way that like oh what are you doing with your life kind of and I remember sometime in January or March not March February um we called my a family member okay we called a family member to congratulate their son on getting into a really amazing school, okay? This school is like an 8% acceptance rate. And we were congratulating him on getting into an amazing college. And they were congratulating my sister on starting an amazing company. And this family member and I have a very joking relationship. But I think what they said was really inappropriate for the purpose of the phone call and so while we were congratulating each other um this family member was like congrats on your boyfriends to me and I was like oh (laughs) so we're congratulating your son on getting into a really good school you're congratulating my sister on starting an amazing company and you're going to congratulate me for my boyfriends. It was just like a very poor joke, in my opinion. And I was, I, you know, I brushed it off and I joked back with him in the moment. But as soon as we got off the call, I was like, ouch, (laughs) that stung. And honestly, I carried that with me for months And I was just so stressed, like stress after stress after stress. Like I did not catch a break. And I I transferred schools around this time. Um, I transferred to a four-year from community. And I started off by only taking two classes. And that was the lightest workload I've ever taken since college started and so two classes meant like I had maybe two assignments a week and because of this I was also procrastinating on those assignments I would do those assignments like the very last few hours before they were due and The rest of the week, I was literally not doing shit and I was kind of just in bed watching TV all day, even though I knew I had 
so many other responsibilities and things I had to do. However, even though I wasn't doing anything, the second Friday rolled around, I was like itching to go out. I wanted to go out and have fun so badly that when my plans didn't work out on Fridays or like I just didn't have anything to do on on Fridays, I would literally have this like self-hatred moment and I would just hate my night the entire Friday night and it was it was such a weird experience because I'm I would say I'm a a homebody. I love being at home. But because I wasn't doing anything, because I didn't keep myself busy, I just, I just got restless at home. And around February, I remember this is kind of where I hit my peak restlessness. And I remember, like this is end of February, okay? I went over to a friend's house and... The entire night I was at this friend's house, they were like, you should sleep over. You should sleep over. And I'm not even kidding you guys. I think they at least said it 15 to 20 times. This is not an over-exaggeration, okay? And we're hanging out and it's it's almost like 1 in the morning, I remember. It was like 12.40, about to get 1, get to 1. And I was like falling asleep. And because they had told me, oh, you should sleep over. I was like, you know what? I might take you up on that offer. And they were like, oh, I think you're fine. Like, I think you can get home. (laughs) You guys. Oh my God. How embarrassing for my soul. (laughs) I didn't even ask this person to sleep over. I simply just took them up on an offer that they made. And it was just so embarrassing for me. And I was actually pretty upset because like, why would you say that over and over and over again and then just like not mean it? And I had a conversation with this person after that, but... Um, A few weeks went by and I, like, didn't see this person. And then, um, like, mid-March, I want to say, I saw this person again after a few weeks and we were hanging out. And um, they have a big dog that sheds a lot of hair the second it gets warm outside and... I remember wearing a dress to this person's house and by the end of the night, I couldn't see the color of my dress, okay? There was that much dog hair on it. And before I left their house, I was like, hey, can I get a lint roller? Um, And normally, they pull out a normal-sized lint roller that I can do myself, but this day, they decided to pull out a lint roller with a three-foot pole attached to it, okay? And I looked at it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to need your help to, uh, you know, lint roll me because it's, it's really huge. And 
they rolled their eyes at me and they were like, you're so annoying. You're pissing me off. And I was like, what? I'm pissing you off? Like, you could have given me a normal size lint roller. Like, I'm pissing you off? Don't tell me I'm annoying. (laughs) Okay, like, I honestly feel like you can call me a whore. You can call me a bitch. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. But if you call me annoying, I feel like that's, like, the worst insult to me. Because, like, it's just so... Like, I don't... Like, I just feel like you can fix being a bitch. You can, like, fix being a slut. But how do you fix... Like, being annoying is, like, an unfixable trait. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, if you're annoying, you're annoying. That's it. And I I would hate to be called annoying. I've never been called annoying by anyone other than my sibling. And so I kind of got quiet. I'm not much of an arguer. Like, I kind of just go a little quiet. And I was like, oh, okay. So I uh, started to put my shoes on. And they were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, oh, nothing. It's It's nothing. And while I'm putting my shoes on, they were like, you always get this way when it's time for you to leave. What? (laughs) I always get this way when it's time for me to leave. Don't make me sound like a clingy ass bitch that like has no life. Even though at the time it might have been true, I am a decently self-aware person like I don't I okay I try not to overstay my welcome for the most part okay but I that like really really made me angry like that set me off more than anything okay so I got into my car and I was angry like I was I was fuming this time you guys okay and I got in the car and I called one of my friends. I didn't tell them what happened, but I was just so angry that I couldn't even have like a regular conversation with them because I was so livid from what I had just experienced. And I was like two times in a row, I got into a little bit of a verbal altercation with this person. And at this point, I was so ready to end our friendship I was like this is this is it I do not want to be around this person at all anymore and um I went to bed really angry in a really bad mood which never happens okay I woke up the next morning and I was still in a shitty ass mood and I texted my best friend and I was like hey do you want to hang out And, you know, she had been going through some stuff around that time as well. And she was like, hey, dude, like, I'm just, I don't really feel like hanging out with anyone right now. Like, maybe we can hang out soon, but I don't, I don't really feel like hanging out, you know, on that day. And any other day, any other emotion, I would have been like, totally, I totally understand. I get it. Live your life, girl. Get better. Feel better. And I would move on with my life. But because of what happened the night before, 
that message that I received from my friend, like, sent me over the edge. Like, that was my last straw, okay? And when I tell you, I started bawling my eyes out. Like, I was, like, hysterically crying. And that kind of opened up this huge wound and sent me into a rabbit hole of a mental breakdown. And I realized like the root of all of that like stress and all of my crying was because was because I wasn't doing anything with my life. I was just like in my room. I was broke. I like didn't have like I didn't have anything going on. And it was just like a really humbling experience for me, I guess. And I was really stressed about um, my future as well as um, people's perception of me. That was also something. And I broke down crying and I ended up crying for hours and hours and hours. And coincidentally, the universe decided to um, really kick me when I was down And this person from way in the past, like I'm talking like middle school past, um, DM'd me on Instagram, basically calling me the worst person to ever exist on planet Earth and telling me that I should go kill myself and drop dead and that I'm useless and a piece of shit and I don't deserve any ounce of happiness in my life and like really awful things like I can't even I can't even repeat them they were that awful okay and I was like was I really that bad of a person in middle school the answer is no (laughs) but that sent me into an even bigger panic attack and I was hyperventilating and crying and I was like oh my god like I deserve everything that's happening to me right now like I'm such a bad person like and it was just this never-ending panic attack and I went downstairs to get my keys and leave my house and go for a drive and my mom caught me at like the worst time and she was like hey is everything okay And the second you asked me that, I was like, no, it's not okay. I'm going to just soak, you know, and it was just another mental breakdown. And I was crying for over 10 hours, I think, that day. And um, I think crying and having that mental breakdown really gave me so much clarity because I'm telling you guys, like, I have not had a mental breakdown like that in, like, years, okay? So, after all of that happened, I sat down in my room at the very end of that day, and I created a plan. I created an in-depth plan of what I needed to do with my life in order to change, in order to get better, in order to feel better and feel more productive. And so I woke up the next day and I 
cleaned my whole room. I disinfected everything. I reorganized everything. I got my life together and that was on a Sunday. And from Monday onwards, I worked myself so much. I literally stayed so productive throughout the entire week that when Friday rolled around, I remember, and it was one of the best Fridays I've ever had in the past two years, I didn't even care to go out. I remember I FaceTimed a friend, and this friend was like playing video games, so I just stayed on a call with them while I threw on a movie, I got under my covers, and I like drank some tea and fell asleep. And it was such a nice Friday night. I was so at peace with the week that I just had. I felt so accomplished. And and recently, I feel like I've gotten into another one of those stressed out phases where I kind of am shutting down a little bit and I'm not as productive. I honestly don't think um, a mental breakdown is necessary for um, for this phase that I'm going through, but I have decided to get my life together regardless of the discomfort that I may feel along the way. And some advice for people that want to change and want to change their life for the better you always have to understand that it's always going to be uncomfortable in the beginning I remember like when I first started working out during quarantine I remember like the first three weeks of working out was like a struggle like it was difficult but as soon as i past those three weeks or how however long it is everyone's different I loved it I loved working out like I couldn't go a day without exercising and it felt so good but during those three weeks I was like exercising sucks who wants to do this but after a while it was like a part of my routine it was a part of my happiness And so with anything in life that you want to do for the better, you just have to really understand that in the beginning, it'll be difficult. In the beginning, you'll hate your life and you'll want to revert back to your old ways. But that's just the universe testing you. You have to push past it. And something that I read recently in a book, I'm going to create like a blog and like link down all of the books that I've read that have helped me out so much. I cannot tell you the book that I read at the top of my head right now, but it said something so obvious, but when I read it out loud and read it 10 times, you know, it really locked into my head, okay? And it said, making the harder decision will lead to an easier life, okay? So, for example, 
recently I've been waking up around 8.30 in the morning. But I really want to make wake up at 6 because I know that if I wake up at 6, my day will be a lot more productive. However, when 6 a.m. rolls around and my alarm clock goes off, the easier thing to do is click snooze and go back to bed. The harder thing to do is get up. And in the moment, it may seem very difficult and very hard, but when it's noon and you look at all the tasks that you have completed, you feel a bigger sense of accomplishment. You feel like you feel better about yourself and your confidence goes up, you know, and stuff like that. I feel like making the harder decision in the moment will truly lead to an easier life. And it may be hard for a minute, okay? It may be hard for a day. It may be hard for a few weeks. But as you keep doing it, it will literally become a part of your routine. It will be a part of your happiness, okay? So now I kind of want to talk about the things that I'm doing to make my life better, okay? So I'm a huge believer that like starting your day with feel-good music and positive affirmations is so important. And when I say feel-good music, you guys, I'm not talking about rap Please don't wake up in the morning and listen to rap. That's absolutely ridiculous. Turn on some good, like, instrumentals. Whatever makes you happy, to be honest. That's not rap. (laughs) Um, Or even turn on, like, positive affirmations. I think that's so good for you. Okay? As soon as you wake up, make your bed immediately. Okay? When you have a bed that's made, you are less likely to get back into it. Um, And recently, I developed a rule that I cannot get back into bed until like 9, 30, 10. Okay, so I typically will get into bed around 9, 30. And I like to stay up for like an hour to two hours just like watching TV or texting people back or just like relaxing, you know. And if I finish work around 6 or 6.30, I have three hours of my day before I can get into bed. And this forces me to think out the box and really enjoy my day and do things that I like. With these three hours, I can draw, I can paint, I can do a facial, I can hang out with my my family. I can spend time with my mom and my dad and my sister, or I can go for a walk. I can hang out with some friends. And as soon as 9.30 comes by, I take a shower and I get into bed and I enjoy the rest of my night. And making my bed has helped me understand that I cannot get back into bed until it's nighttime. And I also think it gives you the discipline of uh, completing a task in the morning. I feel like sometimes it's like hard to figure out a starting point in the beginning of your day. 
So I think it's actually really important to make your bed because it kind of gives you a mini task to make you feel accomplished in the beginning of your day. So yeah, as soon as I make my bed, I like to drop down into some yoga or meditation, okay? And then after I'm done with that, I like to get my body moving and I like to do like a 10-minute full body workout. You can literally find tons of those 10-minute full body workouts on YouTube, okay? You can do a different one every day. And the next thing I like to do is drink a whole glass of water on an empty stomach. This has honestly changed my life and it makes me feel a lot more alive in the morning, okay? I feel like sometimes when I wake up, I'm super groggy or I'm just like very disoriented, but drinking a full glass of water in the morning kind of brings me back to my senses. So I love that. Um, and then I eat breakfast. I know I know a lot of people don't have breakfast, but it's it's very important, honestly. Having like two to three meals a day is so important for you. Even if it's not big, try to eat something. And while I'm eating something, my favorite thing to do is watch TED Ed videos or um, those after school videos because they aren't super like information. Okay, they are very informational, but I don't know how to word this. They're like animated and fun to watch. So it still keeps me in a productive mindset. You know, I'm not throwing on friends or something and have it kind of change my mindset, you know. I'm watching something informational, okay? After I'm done eating breakfast, that's when I immediately start my work. I don't have time to think. I don't have time to change my mind or get sucked into things I may want to do rather than the things that I have to do, okay? But here's the thing. (laughs) How do you keep your focus how do you stay motivated how do you not get tired especially if you're working from home like I do well (laughs) I'm gonna let you guys in on all of my secrets okay so let's get into it So I feel like nowadays everyone has TikTok and because most TikTok videos are anywhere from 30 seconds to three minutes, our attention spans have become so fucked these days, okay? I can definitely say that mine has been fucked, (laughs) After a year of using TikTok regularly, I would work for five minutes and then I would take a 10-minute break on TikTok and it was awful. An assignment that would typically take me an hour to complete ended up taking me three hours to complete, okay? So honestly, like, you guys might not like it when I say this, but you have to get off TikTok, you have to limit your usage because I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but I love movies. I love to watch like three to four movies a week, okay? I used to do that. 
but after I got on TikTok, I stopped watching movies. Like, my attention span, like, couldn't handle it. And so, one day, I went to my mom, and I was like, mom, like, you need to set a app limitation for me, okay? And my mom set a password, so I can only use TikTok for an hour a day, okay? And it's actually so beneficial for me because I have gotten my attention span back. I can watch movies. I can keep my focus while working for long periods of time. And it's it's so scary that little kids have these little devices in their hands with TikTok that are just ruining their attention span because social media i'm i'm relatively young i'm only 21 but social media didn't really exist in my world or i never was able to have a social media until i was like 13 so i went the better half of my life not being exposed to things like that but yeah limit your social media use i think that's a really important thing um Another tip that I would like to give you guys with, I guess, getting your life together. And like I said earlier, like it's going to be difficult in the beginning. However, consistency is key. Even if some days you aren't putting as much effort in or you're too tired, as long as you show up, that's what matters, okay? So consistency is always key. Another piece of advice that I am going to give you guys is advice that I got from a professor freshman year of college. He told us, he was like, if you want to procrastinate, that's fine. I don't care. But at least look at the assignment first before you procrastinate, okay? Because a lot of the times people will look at an assignment and put it off and put it off, but they won't actually open it up and read it, okay? And sometimes this can really fuck you because let's say the assignment is due on June 10th at 11.59 and you open up the assignment on June 10th at 9 p.m., And you see the assignment and you realize it's a very time-consuming assignment that's going to take you at least, at least a few hours, okay? So if you are going to procrastinate, always look at the material first. And nine times out of ten, what I've realized is when I read an assignment... I'm more likely to just be like, oh my God, this is so easy. I might as well just do it now. Why not? Just get it over with, you know? And so I think that was like the most life-changing piece of advice that I've gotten from a professor. So yeah, and I feel like that can go into other aspects of your life as well. So now I'm going to give you guys three techniques to get your life together, okay? So number one is practice delaying gratification. I am 
someone who loves pleasure. I like to make every situation pleasurable. I started cooking in the past few years because my mom would make really healthy food and I would always be like, this tastes like shit. Like I can totally make it taste way better, you know? And so now I cook very healthy food, but I cook it because I know I want it to taste good. You know, I want to enjoy my experience. When I'm doing homework, I like to clean my room. I like to light some candles, turn on my diffuser, wear nice pajamas. Like, I want every experience that I have to be as pleasurable as possible. And that's where I go wrong because not every situation in your life is going to be pleasurable. You're going to have to experience discomfort in one way or another. And earlier this year, I came across a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. And their whole motto is to seek discomfort, okay? Everything that they do is pushing the boundaries, pushing the limits of themselves, and really understanding themselves and growing as people, okay? And when I came across this video, I realized that I'm so stuck in my ways that if something does not bring me pleasure, I immediately back out of it. I'm like, eh, it's it's fine. I don't really care to experience that. But it's so important to experience discomfort and and you know bad situations sometimes because it helps us grow, you know? So I think delaying gratification is incredibly important because in turn, it actually increases gratification. So if I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do my homework. I don't want to do my homework. It's, it's actually ruining my experience because my homework is still in the back of my head. But if I get up and I just do my homework, I can then spend the rest of my day enjoying it without even thinking about doing my homework. So I think I think delaying gratification is just another word for procrastination, okay? So don't procrastinate, you guys. Recently, I've also adopted a three-second rule, okay? So anytime I'm feeling lazy or like a thought comes into my head, if I'm laying in bed and I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to, I have to clean my room. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to. The second the thought of cleaning my room comes into my head, I count to three and I have to get up within those three seconds and start doing it. Okay. So the three second rule is amazing. Okay. Number two is visualization. Visualization has changed my life in a way that I cannot even comprehend to you guys. Visualization is similar to delaying gratification. By the way, all of these tips that I'm going to give you are very similar but very different at the same time, okay? So if I'm sitting in bed... And I'm like, I don't want to work out. I'm too lazy. I will sit there and I will visualize like my dream body. Okay. 
And after like five minutes, I'm up (laughs) and I am working out like I am ready to do it. Okay. And the same thing goes for cleaning my room. I just think about how good it'll feel once I accomplish a task. If I'm too lazy to do my homework and I'm procrastinating, I just visualize like how good would you feel after you complete all your homework? You would feel so much better. And that visualization is what really gets me going and helps me get really motivated to complete my tasks. And number three is the time. Sometimes you have to remind yourself the time it'll take to complete a certain task. If I'm too lazy, and I know I'm sorry, I'm using the word too lazy too much, but if I'm feeling lazy to clean my kitchen, okay, I remind myself okay, realistically, like it'll only take me 20 minutes. And then what I like to do is I'll set a timer for 20 minutes and it's almost like a game. It's like, okay, let me see if I can actually finish all this within 20 minutes. And it's it's actually fun. Sometimes if I have an assignment that's due a few days ahead of time, but I have the time right then and there to actually complete the assignment. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't technically have to do it today so why even bother I will set a timer for like an hour and I'll be like okay I have one hour to work on this and one hour to complete it go and then I will literally stay focused I will not break my focus for that one hour or how much ever time that I've allotted for myself to complete a certain task and it's amazing honestly it has changed my life Okay, so those are my three tips that have really changed my life completely. But here are some miscellaneous ones. (laughs) Um, Writing a list. Writing a list, whether it's physical or electronic, having a list of things that you need to do makes you feel so good when you cross them out, honestly. And my trick is I like to start off with smaller tasks, Like I said earlier, I will write down make bed, okay, on my to-do list. And when I cross it out, I'm more motivated to cross out other things on my list. So it's actually very contagious in that sense or addicting. Um, And the second piece of advice that I want to give you guys may rub you the wrong way or may rub some of you the wrong way, but it is the truth. Um... Recently, I was on TikTok and I saw someone cleaning their quote-unquote depression room and it was like filthy. It was like dishes, clothes all over the floor, just like you couldn't even see the floor, okay? And the thing is, I have severe anxiety to the point where sometimes it's crippling, okay? And when I was in high school... My room was incredibly messy. And when I say messy, you guys, I'm telling you, I couldn't see my floor. I had a small pathway from my room, like from my door to my bed, and then one to my mirror. And that was it. 
other than that, like you couldn't see anything. I had, I had, um, takeout cups all aligned my, along my, along Jesus, along my windowsill. I had makeup scattered along my floor, dirty clothes, clean clothes. My bed sheets were like half on my bed, half off my bed. So I was like kind of sleeping on like a naked mattress. I had a very specific stench to my room, you guys. Um, It's like embarrassing to even talk about. Like when I would have friends over... I wouldn't even bring them up to my room. Like, we would only hang out downstairs because my room was that messy. And so, I remember when I was 18 or 17, that's when I really decided, like, I cannot do this. Like, you're going to be an adult soon. Like, you can't act like this. And I slowly but surely got my shit together. And now my definition of a messy room is like having two bowls in my room, okay? Um, But the point that I'm trying to make is stop attaching your emotions to tasks and responsibilities. I remember a year ago I was talking to... Um, a friend of mine who experiences really intense waves of depression. Sometimes it lasts them weeks, months, you never know. And they constantly work out like they're so fit. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how do you do it? Like, sometimes I'm just so tired and I'm so lazy. And this person was like, it's not about how you feel. Who gives a shit when it's something that you should do and you have to do? You cannot have any feelings towards it. Just go do it. Okay? Like, it's that simple. And I'm here for all this PC stuff. But I think it's incredibly harmful when someone calls it a depression room. So basically communicating to young kids saying that, okay, you have depression, therefore, it's okay to be messy. It's okay to be dirty and not take care of yourself because you have depression. Because when you say you have depression and show people your messy room, it's almost like an excuse. Because in these comments of this person cleaning their depression room, all the comments were like, oh my god, I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Like, you're almost like reinforcing that this is okay, that this is just normal behavior. It's not, and it shouldn't be, and it's a matter of discipline. Like, your direct environment affects you. It is, it immediately, and it directly affects you, okay? When I'm feeling anxious, the first thing that I do is I look at my physical environment and I start cleaning. Nine times out of ten, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling anxious because my room is cluttered or messy or my bed is not made. And when I get that figured out, my anxiety goes down by like 50%, you guys. Okay? And I'm just saying like, yeah, some days you just like are tired or like I said, like I have anxiety. I can't get out of bed. It's okay if your room gets messy for a few days, okay? It's okay if your room is messy for 
three, four days, even a week. Okay, it's fine. But I'm talking about the buildup of depression rooms. Like this is months and months and months worth of trash and dirty clothes and mold that has collected in your room. Okay, because that used to be me. That used to be me. I'm not shaming these people without understanding what it's like, okay? When you live in a dirty environment, that is a direct uh, a visualization. It's like a, it's like a physical form of what your brain probably looks like on the inside, okay? You cannot be productive when you live in a messy environment, And that's just a fact. It's impossible to function properly when you live in a messy environment. And I honestly just don't like the fact that they call these things like depression rooms because, okay, a while ago, I read an article that said, if you are an introvert, you are more likely to become obese. (laughs) And that scared me because I am an introvert. But if I had accepted that and I began to just binge and do whatever I want because, oh, I'm an introvert, it's inevitable, I'm going to be obese and gain weight anyway, like, that's so bad. Don't let these random narratives people say to make themselves feel better affect you, okay? I hate that. It's not a depression room. It's a matter of discipline, to be honest. And I understand, like, some people deep down feel like they don't deserve to live in a clean space. But like I said, it doesn't matter how you feel when it comes to your responsibilities. It doesn't matter what emotion is attached to them. You have to completely detach from those emotions. And I was actually listening to a guru, and his name is Sadhguru. I wouldn't take everything he says seriously but i do think that he is one of the more reasonable priests slash gurus out there in hinduism um and he said that discipline is not taking cold showers and and you know waking up at four in the morning and and doing all these crazy things that social media influencers basically allude to okay It's the ability of getting things done when they need to be done, okay? And it's that simple. If you see something that needs to be done, get it done. Do not hold any emotion towards it, okay? Like, it's that simple. Anyways, you guys, I think I'm going to end today's episode here. Thank you so much for listening. If you've listened this far, I absolutely appreciate you. Um, please give me a gr- a good rating. <laughs> I was going to say a great rating, and then that just sounded like an overkill. So <laughs> I hope you guys give me a good rating on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate you for that. I hope you guys have an amazing day. I hope you guys have have an amazing week and I will come out with another episode later on in this week. So I will catch you then. Goodbye.